0: Before we start today's podcast, I would like to have a moment of silence for the life and legacy of Brandon Bernard. If you have not heard of Brandon, he was a death row inmate who was executed on December 10th for a robbery and murder committed in 1999. Although the crime committed was inexcusable, he showed a major improvement throughout his time in prison and was shown to be selfless and kind. Before he died, the last words he spoke were words of remorse towards the victim's families. Despite many judges and jurors coming to his defense and claiming that this punishment was unjust and unnecessary, this cruel and inhumane punishment was carried out. I urge you to do your research on this case and the death penalty in general so that you may use your voice to fight against this painfully outdated and irrevocable form of punishment. Rest in power, Brandon. Hey guys. Uh, I recorded this podcast on Wednesday. It's Friday, but I just didn't like it. Like I kept, like I finished it and I was like, okay, like it's in my dress. It's ready to be posted on, um, Spotify and everything. Like it's ready. And I really didn't like the like I didn't like the podcast. I don't know. It was like a little all over the place. I didn't really have a firm stock, (laughs) a firm talking point. Um, so I'm remaking it today with, like, some points written out that I want to talk about and things like that, um, because I just really didn't like it, and I, I hate, hate putting out content that I'm not proud of, especially if I, like, try really hard. Like, if I make a video and I didn't really try hard and I'm like, it's fine, I'll post it, but, like, if I, like, am trying really hard to be successful at something and I try really hard on something and it, I just not, I'm not proud of it. I cannot get myself to post it, and I couldn't get myself to post this podcast. I didn't like it. Like, it just, it was just all over the place. So, uh, it's Friday, I post this tomorrow, and I'm re-recording it today. But, um, I'm recording in my mom's car today, and not even my car, my mom's. Because, let's give you a little rundown of the train wreck that is Tabitha. The Chevy Vault, which is my car. Uh, thank you to whoever on TikTok commented that as her name, um, but her name's Tabitha. Um, anyways, I got back from vacation and the front left tire was flat. I had expected it because before I left for vacation, it had had a leak and I kept having to refill it and I kept putting off getting it um, changing it because I just really didn't feel like going to Big O Tires and or whatever tire place and just like getting it fixed. So I did. I got back from vacation, and I went and got the tire fixed, okay? And I got in there, and of course, I come out with four new tires and tire insurance and alignment because the guy in there was so nice. I don't even know how to explain it. He, like, we had an emotional connection. Let's just say that. We had an emotional connection, and (laughs) he made me feel like I needed all this stuff. He he plays keyboard at my old church, or just all the stuff. Like we just we had an emotional connection. I I trusted him probably more than I should have because he made more money because of it. Um, but anyway, I came out with four new tires, tire alignment, tire insurance, all, the whole the whole nine yards, right? And so I'm on my way home, and like the the, tr- the tire whatever it's called what's it called um what's, what is it called oh my gosh ah! oh my gosh i don't remember what it's called traction control the tra- i don't know it stopped again <laughs> anyways the traction control light came on and i was like hell no hell no because these are brand new tires like why am i getting a tire pressure notification like, for what reason? So, I pull over in, like, some random neighborhood. It's, like, 9 o'clock at night. And I'm, like, I need to get home. So, I pull over and I call my mom. And I'm, like, the traction control light came on. But, like, it didn't just come on. It's, like, blinking at me. And, like, I got out of my car and I, like, looked around it. Because, like, I don't know. Like, when something's wrong with your car, like, you always see people, like, get out of their car and, like, look at it. So, like, that's what I did. I'm, like, circling around my car in this random neighborhood with my mom on the phone and I'm, t- I'm telling her, I'm like, traction control light's on, and it's telling me that the front left tire, the one that I went in to get fixed, is just not, like, and all the other, so like, on my dashboard, you can click arrows that are, like, on my steering wheel, and you can push down, and eventually it'll get to, and it'll show you all the different tire pressures. And, like, the front right tire said, like, 38 or 32 or whatever, and the back one said, like, 38 or 32. But the front left tire, the one that I had, the, the one that was the reason I went in to get my tires replaced, just didn't have a number. Like, it's not like it said zero or, like, one. It literally just had, like, two lines where the numbers should have been. Like, meaning that they just didn't... they just The car doesn't know the tire pressure. And I was like, well, this is sketchy. I call my mom and she's like, it's probably something wrong with the computer. Just keep driving. And so I was like, okay, I guess. So I get back in the car and I'm like, tripping myself out the whole rest of the way home. Like, thinking that my tire is going to, like, what, fall off? I don't know. I don't know, but I was so tripped out by it. Anyways, I get home. Everything's fine. Like, like I I didn't think much of it. And then the next day... I come here and, um, we had to quarantine after we got back from vacation because we went, we traveled for a fort, we traveled and you have to, um, we traveled to a different state. And so when you get back, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Um, I just got tested yesterday. I'm negative. So I'm out of quarantine or whatever. But anyways, my friend dropped off like a Starbucks coffee and a bagel for me like the next day. And, I live in a unit, like, underneath someone's house, part-time, and they have a gate, and so I drove into the gate, right, to, like, and you have to, I I don't have the remote to open the gate, so in order for me to um, get the gate to open, I have to trigger it by driving my car up, because my mom has the only remote, and so I drove my car up to the gate to get my bagel and my coffee, and for some- I rather time like if I've ever doordoshed anything or anything like that and they leave it on one side of the gate. I've rather time I've parked my car far enough away from the gate to where it wasn't a problem. like if the gate closed, it would just close on me and I could just climb the gate or whatever. But this time for some reason, I, I guess I didn't think much of it. like I just assumed if my car's in the middle of the gate, it's not gonna close. I was wrong. Um, I picked up my bagel and my coffee and I was getting back into my car and I was sending a video to my friend, like thanking her for bringing me the bagel and the coffee. (laughs) And the gate starts closing on me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my wrist gets caught between the gate and my car. Like I was stuck and I was like screaming for help. I was like, help, please someone help. Like I was screaming and like, I don't scream. Like, I'm not a screamer. I was screaming my head off. I was, like, so, I was, no one heard me. No one. Like, come on. Like, the one time I need your help, you're not here. Like, I need you. No one heard me. So, I had to, like, rip my hand from between, my ri- from between the car and the gate as it's, like, slamming my body. And then, like, kind of finagle my way into the driver's seat and drive away as fast as I could. I have, like, a big black mark on the back of my car and, like, a dent, which, like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's whatever. Like, you know, it's just, like, that's, as, that's like, th- like, the car still works fine or so I thought. And so I drive, like, I, I drive away as fast as I can and then I I broke the gate, by the way. Uh, it just got fixed today. As I drove in here before I took this, before I started recording this podcast, the first time it's been fixed. Um, but, yeah, it had only closed halfway after that, which sucked, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, but anyways, the next day, like, everything was fine. I drove back in. Um, it couldn't have hurt any part of, like, the interior of my car, like, the engine or anything like that, because all it did was damage the outside. So, like, it just dented, like, my back door. Like, there's no way it could have done anything to my engine. But the next day, I asked Sally if she could come take Instagram pictures with me, because if you look through my Instagram, every single picture, or no, not every single one, but most of the pictures on my Instagram, my sister took of me. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Um, She's gotten pretty good, too. They're still like, eh. But, like, they work. (laughs) But anyway, sorry, I'm a little stuffy. Um, Anyway, she basically, um, we go to take Instagram pictures and we take my car. Because, like, why would I take my mom's car? So, we're on our way out and the engine light comes on. And I was like, no, this cannot be right. Because I just got a new engine in July after the last one failed. Like, I'm not even kidding. I Like, my, my engine is, like, brand new. Like, brand new. And the car starts kind of, like, shaking. Like, I looked at Sally, and I was like, is the car shaky to you? And she was like, yeah. It literally felt like we were in the middle of an earthquake, like, inside my car. And I was like, what? So I drove it the car back really slowly, because, like, what if it exploded? Like, ugh, I don't know anything about cars. Like, I was so scared it was going to explode. But now I just don't have a functioning car. So if I want to go anywhere... I have to use my mom's car, which sucks. Like, I'm so mad. I literally have to call AAA for the second time in two weeks and ask them to tow my car to the Chevy dealership so I can ask what the hell is wrong with my car. Like, I'm so mad. It's a brand-new engine, brand-new tires. Like, I don't understand what could be wrong. But um So be thinking of Tabitha for the next few days as I am going to take her to the dealership tomorrow um i'm I'm assuming that this engine has a warranty on it too because it's brand new um hopefully it's nothing that's too big hopefully they can just fix it um but just be thinking of her today or no tomorrow when she goes in and uh hopefully she'll be okay Okay, this is going to be the first topic of the podcast. There's going to be a few, but they all kind of tie into each other and kind of, like, mental and physical health, I guess. Um, But I made a video the other day where it was, like, um, I guess we'll never know. And then it was, like, a sad song. And what I said was, like, I've realized I do not feel emotions of my own. And, like, I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, um, oh, like, my dog died, and then I just don't cry, no, if my dog died, I'd ball my eyes out, but, like, with my trauma, like, just, I'm not gonna get into any trauma, we don't, we don't need to talk about that, we don't need to get, <laughs> this doesn't need to be a therapy session for me, but I just figured people can relate, um, but, like, I've had things happen, like, in my family, and, like, in my life that have been really challenging for me, but I kid you not, I have not been able to be sad about any upsetting or sad thing that has happened to me as far as trauma goes in the last four years. Like, ever since I first, ever since, like, we first started having issues, ever since I first started having issues in my life that were, like, that should have really impacted me, I have not felt sad at all. I went to, like, a year of therapy, and my my therapist literally, she was just like, yeah, you just deal with trauma well. And so I made a video about it the other day that was like, um, why don't, like, oh, Ella, like, so much, so many bad things have happened in your life, like, why aren't you sad? And then it was like, I guess we'll never know. And then it was like, I genuinely have no clue. I have no clue. And so I posted that video and I got a comment that was like, you should look into shadow work. And I've looked into it a little bit, but like, not a lot. But, um, what I've learned about myself is like, I'm an empath. I've always known that. I've, always like you cannot hide your emotions from me no matter how you're feeling if if you try and hide sadness anger frustration any kind of emotion with me you will not be able to hide it I will I can tell like I'm always a friend that like if one of like if I'm in a big group of people and one of them is like crying or like a little off or like sad and like it's it's hardly noticeable I can notice from a million miles away and like I'll pull them to the side and like ask what's wrong because I'm just like that's who I am like I read emotions really well and like some people can say like some people say it's just like my Pisces energy as like my astrological sign um I'm a Pisces and they're very emotional but I'm not emotional I'm just very very good at reading other people's emotions but when it comes to my own I just don't, like, I'm not numb. Like, people are going to be like, Ella, it's your trauma. You're numb. I'm not numb. I understand that I'm supposed to be sad. And, like, it's not that it doesn't affect me, but the only time, like, I'll cry about, like, any trauma that's happened to me is when I think about how it's affected other people. Like, say family trauma. Say that that's a topic. I will only cry when I think about how much harder my mom has had to work. Or... How, how much this has affected my sister and her upbringing, right? Because, like, I'm 16. Like, at this point, like, I'm I'm still growing up, but, like, the main part of my childhood is over, and it was spent very well. Like, my sister, it's affecting her during her childhood. And, like, one time I was telling my friends about this, and it did make me cry. But, like, I'll talk about, like, all the awful things that I have experienced, and I won't feel one ounce of remorse for myself. And I don't know why and so I post that video the other day that was like why don't I feel any emotions and like I still feel happy like I am genuinely content with my life like I don't want anyone in, like I don't want anyone to DM me saying like Ella I honestly hope you're okay like you sound awful no. Like, I'm genuinely content with my life. Like, as much as, like, terrible things are happening in my life, I'm genuinely content, which is what concerns me so much, because the only time it ever affects me is if I think about how it's affected my family or, like, how it's affected other people in my life. And so I posted that video, and someone commented, you're an empath, please look into shadow work. And I look into I looked into it, and it's pretty interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna read you, like, a little, um... Like a little definition of shadow work. Uh I used this like safari. I don't know. I just searched up on Safari and this said, a definitive guide to Jungian Shadow Work, how to get to know your and integrate your darker side. And so this is what it says. <laughs> it says, it's always standing right behind us, just out of view. In any direct light, we cast a shadow. The shadow is a psychological term for everything we cannot see in ourselves. I understood how important knowing my shadow was when I wrote a biography of um, of a spiritual teacher. Most of us go to great lengths to protect our self-image from anything unflattering or unfamiliar. And so it's easier to observe another's shadow before acknowledging one's own shadow. Seeing the shadow of this teacher helped me under... Um... Every human being is susceptible to this. I find working with a shadow as a rewarding yet challenging process. Exploring your shadow can lead to greater authenticity, creativity, energy, and personal awakening. This introspective process is essential for reaching mature adulthood, okay? Okay, now, okay, it says, what is the shadow? The shadow is the dark side of our personality because it consists chiefly of primitive, negative human emotion and impulses like rage, envy, greed, selfishness, desire, and striving for power. However, we cut ourselves off from many of our best qualities too. All we deny in ourselves, whatever we perceive as inferior, evil, or unacceptable, become part of the shadow. Anything incompatible with our chosen conscious attitude about ourselves relate to this darker side the personal shadow is the disowned self the shadow represents the parts of us we no longer claim to be our own including inherent positive qualities these unexamined are Or disowned parts of our personality don't go anywhere although we deny them in our attempt to cast them out we can't get rid of them we repress them they are part of our unconscious think of the unconscious as everything we are not conscious of obviously (laughs) we can't eliminate the shadow it stays with us as our dark brother or sister trouble arises when we fail to see it for then to be sure it is standing right behind us this is so scary to me okay how is a shadow born every young child knows kindness love and generosity but he also expresses anger selfishness and greed these emotions are part of our shared humanity as we grow up something happens traits associated with being good are accepted while others with are while others associated with being bad are rejected we all have basic human needs these needs include psychological needs safety and security and needs for belonging. <laughs> these needs are biological and instinctual as children we are we express certain parts of ourselves we received negative cues from our environment maybe we got angry and threw a tantrum our parents reprimanded the outburst and sent us to our room or perhaps we acted boldly playfully spontaneously or silly in first in our first grade classroom our teacher shamed us for our lack of decorum in front of the class and told us to sit down whenever it happened and it might have happened often it threatened one of our basic needs so basically so basically it can be caused by any kind of thing it can be how i was treated by my parents when i was little they treated me great but they were never the most loving between one another and so now i have this part of myself where i am unable to show much gratitude or love to anyone else because i was never very familiar with to it when i was little so those kinds of things, things that I was raised with, I've pushed out of me, right? So I pushed out the fact that I cannot see, I cannot understand the love and vulnerability and understanding, and I cannot show that to other people because I was not shown it when I was little, right? So the way we were raised kind of is who we become and we repress the bad parts and kind of push them away. And... I just think it's interesting that, like, that could be one of the reasons that I don't necessarily feel emotion for myself as much as I feel it for other people because maybe my subconscious, like, I don't purposely push it away. I've never pushed away emotion. I've always been open to feeling sad about things that may have happened in my life that have affected me poorly. I've always been open to feeling it, but I never have. And it's not like I'm numb. It's not like I'm pushing it away. I genuinely... I'm open to feeling these emotions, but cannot. And I'm not numb to them. I understand my emotions. I'm constantly feeling emotions, but I just don't feel this. And it could it could have to do with shadow work. It could be my subconscious kind of pushing away the need to feel these things and I just think that's so interesting and I figured I'd read about it because maybe maybe this will give you some kind of enlightenment some kind of understanding to why maybe you don't feel emotions for your own trauma or sad things that have happened in your life that you should be negatively affected by that just have not affected you um so I figured I'd share it just in case but this kind of leads into my next point and I kind of mentioned it in this point but the idea of like not being able to be vulnerable, like, I'm so, so beyond grateful for my family, I'm so beyond grateful for my mom, I'm so beyond grateful for Sally, beyond anyone else, Sally's my favorite person in the whole world, but, um, my my friends, I'm so beyond grateful for every single person that has positively affected my life, but I have no ability to tell them that, like, I've i can't go up to my sister and be like i'm so grateful for you thank you for everything you've done in my life like you have i don't know what i'd be without you because i genuinely i have like i'm getting choked up thinking about it i genuinely don't know where i'd be without a lot of the people that have positively affected me but i am so scared to tell them that for what reason like i know they're just gonna be like thank you like you too like i'm so appreciative of you I've never been able to show that kind of appreciation or love for someone else and I don't know why and I constantly think about like Why am I unable to be vulnerable to other people? And I know i'm not the only one like I know these feelings of vulnerability can be scary But I know so many people that will come up to me and be like ella I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being a part of my life Like all the things I wish I could say to them that they say to me Like, they touch me, but I don't know how to respond, and I don't know how to reciprocate that. Because as much as I feel it in myself, I am never able to vocalize my feelings towards another person. Towards my mom. Like, I'll say, okay, good night, love you, or I love you, mom, or I love you, Sally. Or, like, when I leave, my friends love you. But, like, I'm never able to, like, look at them, like, in the eye and be like, I genuinely appreciate you. Because, I don't know. I've never been able to kind of vocalize that kind of feeling towards someone else. Like as much as and I'm sure they know I feel this way about them. I'm sure my friends know how much I love them. My mom knows how much I appreciate her. But like sometimes it's really really healthy to kind of talk about that and kind of vocalize those feelings and I just cannot. I've I've never been able to do that. So if any of you guys know why That is definitely something you can tweet me or DM me about or anything like that, but this is kind of like my therapy session, and I kind of, I like to talk about these things on my podcast because I don't have to say it to a certain person, everybody gets to hear me, and those of you who relate don't have to feel alone about any of these things, Um, but I remember this one time we had an assembly at my school where they showed a video where, like, It was like a video where they brought in a bunch of random strangers and had them call their parents or someone in their life that has positively affected them and, um, get show their gratitude towards that person. And it was kind of like a compare and contrast, like how they looked when they came in to the meeting or they came in to like be filmed for this like experiment, their emotions, how they felt and how happy they were. And then at the end, after they'd showed that gratitude, how much more happy, how much happier they were after they showed that gratitude towards that person in their life that has positively affected them. They were significantly happier. And then after that presentation was over, I had multiple people come up to me and be like, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for making a positive impact in my life. And I couldn't say it back. I was like, yeah, you too. Thank you. But I, I, I couldn't genuinely look into their eyes and show that vulnerability of like, You have so, you have affected me so positively. I really appreciate it. I could not do it. And I still don't know why. And I think that's okay. I think I'm just kind of coming to the terms with my own emotions. And no matter where I am or no matter where you are, um, it's important to give ourselves grace for those things, for those emotions that we're having trouble feeling. Because emotions are scary as hell. Emotions are scary as hell. I don't know why. Like everybody feels these different emotions. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> Sorry, that was so annoying. Anyways, everybody feels these emotions, right? But for some reason, some people have a much harder time kind of portraying them than other people. And um I'm kind of just saying this again to tell you you're not alone that um we all we all feel these fears in showing our emotions. And I admire you greatly. I admire you so much if you are one of those people that is able to go up to someone and genuinely and honestly look them in the eyes and tell them how much you appreciate them because you are a diamond in the rough right you are very very special for that and everybody who's ever gotten gratitude from you I'm sure remembers it because every person that's ever kind of looked at me and been like I am so beyond grateful for you. Thank you so much for what you've done in my life. I don't know what, where I'd be without you. Everybody remembers those genuine, thoughtful gratefulness, right? Everybody remembers those. And so if you're one of those people that's able to kind of go up to someone and express your true feelings towards them, I am so amazed by you and so jealous of you, quite frankly, for how you were able to portray your emotions. So um, I'm grateful for you guys, for sure. For the people that are raw and vulnerable. Um, And I'm working on it. I hope to someday be able to kind of show those feelings towards someone, um, towards my family, towards my sister, towards my friends. Kind of show them my gratefulness. Um, But until then, if any of them are listening to this podcast... I am so grateful for the positive impact you've had on my life. You mean a lot to me. I truly, truly, truly mean that. Um, I'm sorry that I'm unable to say that to you face to face. I'm I'm honestly working on it. I promise. I'm getting choked up as I say this because even you guys listening to this have definitely made a positive impact on my life. And um, I truly mean that. And I, I'm honestly getting choked up as I think about it. Um, (laughs) I honestly mean that all of you have made an incredible impact on my life and I hope that doesn't change. I hope I continue, um, to create and make a positive impact on your life just as much as you made a positive impact on mine. (laughs) Okay, next topic of discussion, extrovert versus introvert. Um, I grew up very, very, very extroverted, like would go up to people and say, hi, would tell everyone, like, I don't know, I was a very loud, loving, extroverted person who constantly thrived to be part of social situations, constantly needed to be around other people, and I've kind of done some self-reflecting during quarantine and realized I'm not like that anymore. As much as I grew up being incredibly extroverted, I'm just, I'm not that person anymore, um, and I've seen videos about this, but I'm also not an, an, an introvert. Like I still love human interaction. I love social situations. I love being with my friends. I love going to social gatherings, all that kind of stuff. I find it very enjoyable, but only to a certain extent. Like, like say I go to a, like a, like a party. I, I don't really go to a lot of parties, but say I went to a party and I was around a bunch of people that I didn't know. And I just had, like, my three friends. It would take me maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes to get warmed up to being around so many people that I don't know. And I do get anxious in those situations. I wouldn't say I have anxiety. I'm not diagnosed. I don't want to be insensitive to people that do have genuine anxiety. But I do have anxiety to an extent in social situations. But, like, I... If I don't know you... I will often come off as kind of harsh. If I am scared of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, I'm going to be closed off. And until I know that you're not going to judge me for whatever I say or do, I'm going to continue to be quite closed off to most people. It takes me a while to open up to people and kind of, um, kind of be my genuine self. Like I, I there's videos about this on TikTok or anywhere, but. But it'll be like, you like my personality? Thanks, I crafted it just for you. That's me. I will craft a personality that pleases whoever I'm talking to, right? But I, I tend to come off closed off or harsh to people that I don't know because I get so worried about saying or doing the wrong thing or looking annoying. I overthink every single situation, and I need my alone time. Like, if I'm in a situation where I'm social for too long, I will be like, okay, bye. I I need to go home. And then I'll just stay in my room for like seven or eight hours and just watch Netflix and do my own thing. And I'm totally fine with that. I used to not be able to stand alone time. I absolutely hated it. And now I love alone time. Like I crave time alone, but I also crave to be with other people. And so that's where I've kind of come to the self-reflection of like, I'm an introverted extrovert. Like, I need my alone time, I need to warm up in social situations, but I love being social, <laughs> I love being around other people, but sometimes it's just too much, and like I said, I genuinely overthink almost everything. If I go into a store, or no, say I go into Starbucks, and I, okay, no, I have a, I have a real life situation, so I went to Dunkin' Donuts, and I wanted to ask for the Charlie, like, when it was really big, like, at the end of the summer, I think it was, um... I wanted to ask for the Charlie, it went up, could not do it, could not do it, and it, I was, and it was such a weird experience, and, like, I experience this kind of stuff all the time, but, like, I genuinely couldn't have done it if I had wanted to with everything inside of me, like, I wanted to try the Charlie so bad, I couldn't do it, I could not do it, and it happens to me all the time, where it's not because I'm, I'm, I don't like to be turned down it's because I don't want to ask for it and them say oh we don't have it and then them feel bad I do everything in my power to keep everyone else around me comfortable and that isn't it doesn't matter how uncomfortable it makes me as long as everybody else in the room is comfortable that's okay with me like if I don't get the Charlie but the person at the front doesn't have to tell me they don't have it or that they don't know what it is and they don't have to feel bad about telling me that they don't have it then I'm okay because I didn't put them in an uncomfortable situation. I may have been put through, like, not getting the drink that I originally wanted, but at least the person at the front didn't have to say, we don't have it, or, oh, I don't know what that is, and then them feel embarrassed. Isn't that weird? Like, please, please tweet me at the Daily Dose pod, and please tell me if you feel this, like if this happens to you, or if this is just completely abnormal. Because, like, my friends aren't like this. My mom isn't like this. My sister isn't like this. But I genuinely cannot put someone else in an uncomfortable situation. Ever. Like, it's impossible for me. It horrifies me to make anyone else uncomfortable. Which may have to do... Like, that may kind of correlate with the fact that I'm unable to, like, show someone that I appreciate them. Because I don't want them to be uncomfortable. Maybe that's it. Like, maybe I am unable to... I'm closed off and I'm unable to be vulnerable or show someone that I love them. Maybe it's because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Or don't want them to feel like they have to tell me that they feel the same. Like, I don't know. And this podcast honestly helps. And I hope that it helps you too. I hope that someone else feels this way and I don't sound like a psychopath. <laughs> um, but I genuinely... I don't know. It is absolutely and completely impossible for me to purposely put anyone else in a bad situation or like an awkward situation. Awkwardness is my biggest fear. It takes me a lot to FaceTime someone because I have such a fear of not knowing what to say or have a fear of it getting awkward all of a sudden, and then there's just being an awkward silence, because what do you do with that awkward silence, like, what's next, okay, um, bye, like, oh, I also, I, I don't know, that horrifies me, <laughs> it horrifies me, I, I don't, I don't know, I overthink everything, and I wish I didn't, like, I'm so beyond jealous of people that are outgoing and able to kind of like, go out and take every moment by the reins, that is it's is a trait that I, I absolutely wish I had. Once again, I'm jealous of you. I am absolutely jealous of you if you are unafraid of embarrassing yourself or embarrassing someone else. <clears throat> it Literally, I am so jealous of you for that. So if you have that quality, once again, be very grateful because I overthink everything. If you are someone who doesn't overthink, I am jealous of you. <laughs> I'm absolutely and completely jealous of you right now. Okay, okay, I had one more topic for today's podcast, and I apologize, this is all over the place. I am more proud of this one than the last one, for sure. I feel like I got out a lot of um, kind of emotions that I've been needing to sort through, and I hope that it's kind of been helpful for you too, because that's my main goal on this podcast, is to talk about things people are afraid to talk about and kind of make people feel more normal. Um, because I know like growing up, I tend, I tended to feel, is that, is that how you say it tended? Whatever. I tended to feel like, um, things I did were abnormal. And then I'd like get on TikTok and someone would like post a video where they were like showing something that I've done my whole life that I've been embarrassed about that they do too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, or like things they feel. So I hope that if this podcast is anything for you, it makes you feel more like your emotions are valid or things that you do are like completely normal. Um, But the last thing I want to talk about is I have no hobbies at all. Except for this podcast and TikTok. No hobbies. Like, I don't play an instrument. I don't play a sport. Like, I shop. That's not a hobby. That's just an unhealthy addiction. Like, I have zero hobbies. I have people that, like, I know that, like, paint. Or, like, they draw. Or, like, they sing. Or they do musical theater. Or, like, they do all these things that they really love. I don't have a hobby. At all. Like, On the weekends, if I'm not with my friends, oh my gosh, I don't do anything. I sit on my couch and I watch Hulu. Or I sit on my couch and I watch Netflix. Do do you guys have hobbies? Like, is, is it abnormal for me to not have any hobbies? Like, I don't like working out. Like, running is the most awful thing in the world for me. Especially if I have to go outside and people have to look at me run. Like, another thing about overthinking. I cannot run in public. Okay, another thing I'm jealous of. If you are good at art... And that's your hobby. Like, you're so lucky. Like, you can just be bored on the weekends and be like, i I'm gonna paint a picture. Like, what? When I do that, like, the picture turns out awful. The picture turns out terrible. And it's not fun, because what do I do with my stick figure drawing of a butterfly after I'm done with it? Like, it's not therapeutic. I just feel like a kindergartner after I'm done. So if you can draw, I'm very jealous of you. Very, very, very jealous draw paint play the piano if i was gonna play the piano i play the piano all the time or if i could play the guitar oh that would be so fun i guess i could learn like i guess i could pick up a hobby i don't know but i just sometimes i think about the fact that like some people have like genuine hobbies that they're talented at and i don't like i like tiktok but like tiktok doesn't need any talent like if you're a little bit funny like you'll do okay right Or, like, the podcast. Like, if I can talk about my emotional trauma, like, people will listen. (laughs) Like, I'm not talented at it. I don't know. Just another thing to think about. So, if you got a talent that's also a hobby, I'm amazed by you. Okay, well that's going to be it for today, but if you want to support the podcast financially, the link for that will be in the description of this video. It would be really appreciated, but definitely not necessary. I appreciate you all for being here in the first place and listening to me babble on about my own issues. I at least hope that they're helpful for you and that you can kind of find comfort that you are not alone. Um please DM me if you need anything or you have any suggestions for the podcast. Also, if you have any um If you need any advice, like specific to your life or in general, uh, you can DM me that too, and if I ever run out of things to talk about in the podcast, I will always do an advice segment, um, but I appreciate you all for being here, thank you so much, and I'll see you next Saturday.